Happy Wednesday, welcome back to the podcast episode number 41 is here and we are back to the odd topic or topic of the week, the way that you prefer to call it. For today will be sim racing esport versus immersion. I will question where esport relies or needs the immersion to survive and what is immersion on my point of view. I think the timing of this discussion could not be better, considering the recent developments. In one hand, we have the update of Automobilista 2, featuring a new historic DLC that enhances the immersion, taking us to different eras of racing, on this case, F1 from 91 and F1 from 93. In other hand, I think the role of eSport is under some scrutiny, especially in the wake of the challenge faces on F1 Sim Racing Championship and all the calls that happen on ESL R1, which I will delve it in shortly. I cannot continue without saying to Thomas Rohner that he put 99% of the F1 Sim Racing Twitter and X in his pocket. I think the kid went from an absolute amount of hate for some false accusations and proof on the LAN in the F1 Sim Racing Championship that he deserved everything. Well done Thomas for the strength and well done for the fact that you keep your head up and face it like you've done it. I will say to you that probably not everyone will go through everything that you pass it and will be with the string that you show this week. As you can see, the topic automatically is subjected to contradict opinions in the way of we see sim racing and enjoy sim racing himself. Remember, I'm an amateur, so when it comes to sim racing, take all my opinions, always with loads of salt, but leave in the comments what you think about it. You can comment on YouTube, but you can leave a comment in the Spotify too. Just scroll down on the episode, we'll have a chance to do it. And while you do it, subscribe, hit the like button, and the same on the audio. Give us five stars and, you know, keep pushing as the podcast is almost, almost reaching the 250,000 downloads. And that could not happen without the help of Samsung and the, and the crazy 49-inch OLED curve monitor with 240Hz that had put my gaming rig to the completely crazy levels. P.S. I need to make a review, but that will come, I think, when I'm feeling a little bit better. I think my edits are not the best, but let's go back to racing. Or topic or topic of the week, depending on the way you want to call it. For me, exists a different spectrum inside of sim racing from eSports to the immersion part. On the eSports, you have two types. Normally, you have a person or a driver that already have a story as a professional driver in junior categories, from kart or even to open wheelers. But unfortunately, despite the talent, didn't have the money or the way to get a sponsor to keep progressing. And I think it's on sim racing that they shine and come in some way to bring back and push probably to a real-life career, you see that with Lucas Blackley, you see that with Yogo Pinto and much, much more drivers. On the other hand, you have a person that found in sim racing a way to push his craft, that understand how to take the maximum of the car and of course understand repetitiveness, replay and do it again and again and pass hours and hours developing it. In terms of immersion, is completely different. You have our average Joe keyboard or on controlling, playing here and there where they can using the maximum possible time, enjoying sim racing, from arcade to even hardcores, a lot of them faster than a wheel player. You have guys like me having a couple of different wheels to adapt to the car, the series they will race with handbrake each pattern then to get the immersion or try to replay in your heads what is driving in Terminate car track pack often in online but a lot of them in single player as is my case 
I'm, I'm not fast anymore for <laughs> any time of online racing. You have after the big guys, the guys that have completely different types of wheels, that have the possibility to have the most crazy sim racing setups, and they bring the immersion to other level. A lot of them are real drivers easing it to training or to get knowledge on the tracks and to update their craft and skills about it. Now that I break the type of players, in my opinion, that exist in the spectrum of sim racing and eSports, you can understand that immersion in eSports can go away long. But let's focus on what is immersion on my point of view. Immersion comes from different areas, can be a way that you involve in the, in the racing that you feel it. Some of us just for driving a rally car in the handbrake, a shifter, three sets of pedals already have that feeling, others need to add the VR set to take them a little bit further or even use a motion system. On my case, I love to jump to a classic kart track pack, classic, uh, I don't know, BTCC, old school DTM, touring cars, Love Mazda Cup, Clio Cup bring me always close racing. You can say that is nostalgia or simple because I'm not any more technique, but a shifter, even to braking that, by the way, I'm doing really bad on the moment, but immersion is always depending on the form that you feel and the form that you see it. For a lot of people that immersion is connect to having the best set, to having, like I said, the emotion, the VR set, on my case, and what I want to talk today is, for me, immersion, I think, is connecting to using our sense and connecting to the way that we embrace the race and our nostalgia. And as a content creators, we have two great examples. Let's put a hand on Cardog, amazing guy with crazy videos and setups that you see on his YouTube. He was already on the podcast on episode 34, and you can see that he's a big fan of immersion. And his case, he have motion rigs, VR sets, but let's see on his words, he said that he loved motion system and his immersions, but he used it low to not distract him from the racing, that immersion bring him, according with him, a most faster racecraft. On the other hand, we have a content creator that don't use any motion or any VR and relay in what I'm telling about in nostalgia, in the dropping uh, connection with emotions by using a way to reproduce his way of racing on a pass, and that have to be GPL Labs, probably will be the best name to nominate in terms of immersion connecting to our sense. With a CSL DD and Swinkle pedals, edge shifter and brake, he brings us the perfect content and he can transcribe the emotional and the immersion from his races to us at home. So we can see that with the proper gear or with some gear, we can immerse ourselves in F uh, sim racing and how we connect it and how the way that we involve on that and I think our brain and our senses make a bigger part of it. First we have the sound, so with the good headphones, the way that the sound can perfect, we can transcend us to the way and the way that we feel the car, the way that we visualize the racing. Other part is of course the, our eyes, our the way that we interpret the races. Some people need a tri triple screens, other people need just a wider screen or a normal monitor. So that's depending on the way that we see it. Of course, VR, you achieve in a different perspective, but I think and all of that gonna be depending on our budget and depending on the way that we uh, achieve it. Otherwise, you need the touch and the vibration. I said touch and vibration because I think they are connected. We can do it from the force feedback and that will be always related to the type of uh, wheels that we have. You know, if you use a belt one, you know that it's going to be just 
1.5 to 2 uh, newtons is not the same that you have a CSL with 5 or 8 depending if you have the power. The Monza R9, Monza R12 and of course uh, Aztec Fortis and uh, much more with 21 sim cubes and much more. And some of us need the touch and vibration. That can be achieved by the force feedback on the right force feedback on your wheel. Of course, if you are on belt and on Logitech, that will be more difficult to achieve it. But if you have a good proper wheel with a CSL, DD, a Monza R9 or even higher ones, you know that force feedback is dead and you rely a lot on that. All of us, we use it, of course, the motion sensor that we're already talking about, but that is for people that can achieve it are cheaper versions as uh, active pillows that are coming now that bring some vibration to our seat and may help us to achieve that sensation of uh, touch and the way that the car is moving. Other people that already saw, they've been using a fan, connecting to the PC and adjust the speed depending on how fast they go on the track and simulating the wind. That technology is, you know, and sim racing is evolving and is taking a step further on the way that you can achieve in different ways the immersion but that's going to be always depending on your pocket so you can see that immersion in sim racing not equal to realism but that immersion will depending not on deep in your pockets but depending on the way that you embrace yourself in a race but let's see immersion should be used on esports well esports you want to have a strong equipment that provides you enough data in terms of force feedback newton torques load cell pedals and why because you want to replay and redo it about how to get faster if esport drivers enjoy the same way as we drop in our imagination of sim racing i cannot say it but i see it more as a redo it do it faster keep doing until it's perfect and try to minimize any type of error at all and that's why a lot of esports series can't captivate the audience. I think esports is just on top of the iceberg. 2020 and the COVID times that iceberg came out, sprout to the world, but straight away have hit the plateau barrier and until managed to get the people attached to the screen, the way that you get in real life series, I think we cannot involve. If real sport needs the immersion side of sim racing, I cannot say it, but you have to look at other things. So first, the cost of production of a series with full immersion rigs and everything, and the cost of running a team and adapting the team to the way that is a series. So running a sport team is already with loads of costs and will that immersion will bring it even crazy. Now, realism and immersions bring more people to the sport. That will be hard to say. SLR1 was going in a good way, but still have some flaws. I think they hit a plateau now. And the last event in Sweden, we went really well, but still not perfect in terms of uh, views on live. We have a lot of views coming back, but not views on live. And in terms of the steward decisions, as you saw, was a lot of calls and a lot of things that make a lot of drivers upset. Other things that make people upset is the way that the game still in develop. You know, the community is always a little bit rumble about how we can see a series that we don't know the game and how can we adapt it. The game changed it, the series changed the way that you see sim racing and we saw now the F1 sim racing series adapted it, but it's not the same way. Of course, F1 sim racing series had started with the wrong fit, we know that it had some bad calls, was not announced properly, uh, some disagreement between the F1 teams and the F1, or with the F1 uh, series and the ESL R1, so we don't know a lot because people tweeted, it was price pools and the blah blah blah, 
but until now or until further notice we cannot say it or you cannot argue that this was this or not but the LAN event set up even further you can see that was 24 I think the maximum 25 the peak on when the racing was going that is already good for sim racing far away from the numbers in 2020 but good the numbers now after the live or after the stream have been going up and going crazy and that is good too but still very far away from series as FIFA, Tekken, Dota or CSSGO of course we need more? yes absolutely they need to change probably too we need probably more behind the scenes that is already what ESL are doing, the, the same thing with F1 sim racing, but they need to captivate a little bit more, uh, do probably bring by episodes or bring a different way. One of the best series in terms of his sport, I think, is the NASCAR one. They have uh, different uh, divisions, they have the college uh, division, they have after the main division, they take the people after two a drive on a real car so it's something that captivates too but they already been doing i think for 23 years and they still cannot produce big numbers and one of the things that esports is not working properly i think have to be with the fact that when you turn your pc to see one of the series you see they're driving on a podium dd or on the moza or, or on each type of uh, wheelbase they're driving they are using quite similar gears that you have at home you see them racing, you have the game, and automatically your brain will say, oh, I can do it, and automatically you prefer to jump than to see. So in sim racing eSport, I think they have, like I said, they have to bring a step further for connectors that we are at home and make us stay more connected to the game. You can always uh, argue that, okay, but uh, Tekken Tournament, CSSGO, FIFA, Dota, and other ones, they don't have more than what you have at home. And uh, that's true. But the cost for them is a PC, a console, a monitor, a good keyboard, a controller, and a mouse. In sim racing, you upscale the cost of every player for five to ten times more. Wheel, wheelbase, rig, seat, pedals, monitor. So it's totally complete different level and simple. They cannot copy paste the formula and work it in esports in other games to sim racing. For many content creators, sim racing eSport is dead. I will leave this for another topic in the podcast and give you a proper synapse of what is and what isn't is. But I think eSport is going a little bit more down and on my point of view, immersion should come to the sim sports and we need to bring something more to captivate it. Another contest, sim racing or sim racing eSport need a different format to work and grow even more. Is on the right path, yeah, but I think they still have a lot to twin cover. So back to the news, as you don't know, or on my Twitter is not the best because I don't have so many people, but Discord is on. You can tell me your opinion about the podcast. You can put uh, what you want to hear on hot topics of the week. You can put questions to the drivers and suggestions. We're going to have John Morrow. We're going to have Danny Giza. We're going to have Annie GT, uh, Oliver Solberg on the podcast and more people that I cannot talk yet, but we're going to have quite good um, real drivers, uh, sim racers. So jump on the Discord. They're going to be on the link. And, you know, please give a suggestion. And if you are on the Discord, please bring videos for we using on the three videos of the week. 
and of course on the sim racing photos carousel that we've been starting already on the last Monday. So best photos and let's let's drop your best photos of sim racing. Let's have a good community. Normally I will drop the best ones. Five to ten is what I gonna think so. And let's try to bring some part of sim racing that sometimes go a little bit obscure. That is the photo mode on the games. The first one we have to be sim racer drove our race car and this happened. Great video from Daniel Morad. In the resume is what the video says. 16 sim racing drivers at the police of drive the GT4 Mercedes AMG for 6 to 7 laps. And you can see it is a vlog, but it's super addicted. And you wanna understand that sim racing prepared them to drive it and to get ready to be on that car. So I think immersion of sim racing and the way that you involve yourself on the sim racing can adapt yourself to a race. Dan Suzuki give us another great content and this time is about an app for your triple monitors. In the video is simple, this just shows us a better alternative to the SRWE and is resize raccoon. It's a great video in my opinion, simple but in a good way and, and teach you very well how to incorporate it. On my last video was to bring a video from GP Labs Yes, probably is the best video about immersion and I was talking about the way that he made the video about the 93 GP in Portugal in Sturil, the way that he tried a new 1.53 uh, Automobilista second update, but I changed. I think for the third video, Lawrence Duzwoza dropped a video on last Monday and the video is quite simple, is wheels that we using on the McLaren and on the Lotus from the 80s and the 90s. So that is all about immersion so bring visually the wheel of a formula one car to your rig and to adapt yourself and to immerse yourself in the racing so a little bit of that sense of visualization like i say give to your brain to visualize yourself on the track visualize yourself inside of that cockpit and of course the feeling of the wheel the way that you put yourself on that track combo that you're going to choose if you are on the 86 uh, Grand Prix or if you are in the 90s, beginning of the 90s on the McLaren Grand Prix. It's been a while that we talk about news and I will not talk a lot about uh, what is coming with the iRacing, that you know that's coming new cars, but let's focus only on two games. When Sport had released, according, according with them, 15,000 new keys for the beta and the 1.6 update is now. Two new tracks, Road Atlanta, home of Petit Le Mans and Daytona Road Course, both icons in America's superstar or in America's sports racing, are joining the title. Both will be available on the new update. Potential with Daytona is a pure of speedway configuration as well. Also with this update are two brand new additions in the shape of TCR cars, so touring cars finally. And now we have the Audi RS3 LMS and Hyundai Electra NTC, both of which are front-wheel drive and completely different finally from the GTs that have been dropping. Automobile listed to 1.5.3, like everyone say, another game changer if you put him on a thumbnail or you make a video on YouTube, but the fact that is a great update. On the new DLC, they are historic cars and historic trucks. F1 iTech, or they calling with McLaren MP4 slash 7 and MP4 slash 8, and a couple of generic ones, you know, as normally do, at four tracks Catalonia 91, Montreal 91, Interlagos 91, and 93. But the big shine will be 
the way that AI and the way always working completely blow my mind. The rest is feel complete. I think bring a very good gameplay to single mode is probably one of the best games in terms of historical immersion. So GP Labs is one of the big guys that's been enjoying it. And, you know, I need to take my uh, at the or say thank you to Razer because finally they bring the game in a good mode and the game finally start making more sense to us. In the part of some of the updates, only one of the things I didn't like it was the suspension. They said it uh, changed a lot of updates. I just tried a little bit, but I didn't feel that suspension was trying. I, I, I feel that the car was bouncing, but I didn't feel any force feedback on the suspension. Of course, I was using just a Trustmaster. I need to put the Moza R9, uh, sorry, Moza R9 and the CSLDD, but until now I didn't have time or strength to use them. So I've been enjoying with more lower Newtons and doing on a different ways. Hardware is here and after the Black Friday, everyone for sure had stock up the sim racing uh, gears, but let's check what is new. Fanatec new wheel rims, official licensed by Sparco, on the total are four new wheels. The former wheel kept my attention being at, being at 270mm in diameter is versatile choice for racing uh, styles from Formula Racing to street cars. You have the karting wheel, a replica of the key G345 that brings a neat design and occultary feel. Uh, 350mm with noticeable larger, making an interesting choice for karting. The GT wheel, replica of the Sparco P310 that already been using on a Trustmaster, if you remember uh, many years ago, maintains the elegance and comfort of a Sparco as you know, 310mm as the name say and it's balanced choice for a variety of racing scenarios. And finally a race wheel, a replica of the R383. Similar to what Trustmaster have it, but a little bit small, is 320mm and strike a balance between control and the way that you maneuver. Fanatec has designed these wheels and seamlessly integrated with their ecosystem. You can use with a universal hub or even with a new rally hub that you saw already come. Simcivalo GT23 wheel with advanced features including dual clutches with all effect sensors, 18 RGB LEDs for telemetry effect, thumb rotary encoders, shifter with N52 magnets, button and with durable A-pin tactile switches and more. The D-shaped wheel is made of Alcantara and aluminium, ensures a versatile and durable racing experience and I think it looks good. Accordingly, Subcube is one of the best if not the best wheel for GT and let's see what the reviews say but it's promising. To finish, Enswinkel Magnet Shift Sequential Shifter, a versatile and compact shifter for rally cars, GTs, touring cars and classic racing. The magnetic shift system provides realistic forces and the shifter includes three extra buttons integrated in this base. With the Enswinkel Smart Control software, user can configure it up to 10 fully customized outputs, turning the mag shift into a mini button box. The according with the videos, you can see that they, you can adapt the strength of a shifter. I never drive a shifter on that way, so I don't know if you need to adapt on that way. But according with them, is a different update and a different way of sim racing experience. And we are always about immersion and to upgrade our sim racing experience. So let's see.
Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Next podcast, we're gonna have health read. We're gonna talking about socks <laughs> or a different part of sim racing. We're gonna have Gonzalo. This episode was already recording on the summer and taking a little bit to drop, not because I've been forgetting, but because they was talking about some sparkle um, socks and something new and take a little bit more time to deliver. So I think the best way was me waiting for be completing on the market and drop the content. I really think you're gonna like it because Christmas is coming. We are all about immersion and I think socks are one of the best parts. Remember, hit the like button, comment both of the audio and video versions, and most important, join our Discord community. We are approaching, once again, the 250k downloads, so let's make it happen together. Cheers, guys!